0: is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Joshua chapter 1. God bless you. Let's read from verse 1 through 9 together at the count of 3, 2, 1. Let's go. After the death of Moses, the seventh of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all those people, to the land which I am given to them, the children of Israel. Continue. Soul of your foot will tread upon I have given you. As I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses so I will be with you I will not leave you nor forsake you but strong and of a good courage for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I saw to, your fa- to their fathers to give them, only but strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn. You may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. That you may observe to do our coding. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God. Everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. Now. Of all those portions of scripture, which one, as in all those verses, which one seems to be the most popular one? What verse? Verse 8, right? And so we quote it ever so often. What do we say? This book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth, shall meditate there and there. And oftentimes, right, we use it for exams and for business. You see, but that's a microcosm. That text. Is not the first thing. That verse is not the first thing. The first thing is that there is a territory. Yes, sir. And so the book of the law is not just for incidental survival. Yes, sir. It's for territorial possession. Yes, sir. In other words, just isolating verse 8 and saying, Oh, I want to prosper in my business. I want to prosper in my academics. I want to prosper in my marriage. So I'm going to meditate in the book of the law. That is a tiny Sleeva is a slim thing. And yeah I was missing somebody. out. mudukba is great to have you back from your two-month spiritual personal retreat. Can we celebrate? Yeah, six weeks or something like that? It felt like two years to me. So what we often do, and there's an error that many of us make as we grow so I'm not saying it's from a condemnatory perspective But ever so often we pick a scripture without examining the full body of thought for which that scripture was given to us. So the book of the law is not just for us to survive or to have momentary breakthroughs or incidental progress. It is the manual for territorial takeover. Now, there are people, you know, and I, I touched on this last week, The people that say, you know, all this territory thing, there's no mountain anywhere, It's Media Mountain, which one is this one mountain and all. Uh, now, those same people will ever so often look at Egypt like the place of bondage, wouldn't they? Yeah. When they teach, right? Yeah. They will say, Egypt is a type of the world of bondage, Pharaoh is a type of Satan the devil, right? The Red Sea is a type of the obstructions of the promised land, things that you have to navigate and go through. Now, if you're willing to look at the Egypt or Egypt as a shadow and a type, then you must be willing to look at the promised land as a shadow and a type. If you're willing to look at Pharaoh as a shadow and a type, then you must be willing to look at Joshua as a shadow and a type. Are you following me? So if God delivered people from Egypt and brought them to the promised land, he's delivered us from sin to promised places according to his word yes, simply put there is a promised place for you in salvation yes there is a heavenly dimension to that there is a realm of glory to that there are chambers of revelation to that but there are also spaces oh. domains yeah. regions on earth that has been given to you yeah. when the Holy Spirit came and said shall be my witnesses where? In Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. The word territory was not coined by an ambitious preacher. It was God that said to Joshua in verse 4, From the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. So God uses the word Territory, look at somebody say, There is a territory, a territory for you. I know the energy can increase. Energy so it shall be your territory, shall be your space, your region of rulership, your sphere of influence, your domain to take care of. Now, let me mention this for those who were not around last week taking over a territory does not mean you're going to become the president. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're going to become the prime minister. It does not become, mean you're going to become the CEO. It means you're going to be the kingdom influencer in that space. It means that sometimes you might be nameless. Like the servant who told Naaman about the prophet coming somebody. It means that sometimes you might be the rodar who opens the door. It means that sometimes you might be one of the mighty men of David whose names we don't know. It could mean that. But what is clear is that there is a space and a domain for you and somebody needs that to be deeply seated in their spirits. Stop roaming through life as a wanderer. Go through life as a missionary on assignment. Now the other thing I want to talk about is this. When it says you shall make your way prosperous, what is it saying? It's saying that God has an inbuilt prosperity system for the believer. And that inbuilt prosperity system is not a function of trial by error, experimentation, guessing. <laughs> it is in the Word of God. Because the people who have said to themselves, you know what, I'm just, I'm just going to go into the world. I'm, I'm, I'm too busy to study the Bible. What matters if I conquer the kings of the world? You know, I'll give God my 10%, or I'll give God my 20%. God is saying that there's a direct connect, connection between your revelation and your rulership. Yes, sir. That's what He's saying. Yes, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth notice it doesn't say don't just depart from your eyes out of your mouth now what does the bible say out of the abundance of the the mouth so for the book of the lord to not depart out of your mouth what has to happen first your heart is full of a david said your word have i hidden in my heart that i may not seen against the colossians 3 verse 16 let the word of god dwell Richly in you. Right? So my rulership is connected to my revelation. Somebody say that my rulership is connected to my revelation. Say the loudest. People on this side, I can hear your voice. One more time. That is important. So what is the anatomy of the person who would take territories for god who is that person what does he need the person that would take care a territory taker is a kingdom caretaker yes, who would take care of the health sector on god's behalf you know i stumbled on, on a piece of information that's you right <coughs> in the course of the week so there's this thing they're probing i think they're, they're doing some kind of probe um on the nddc Niger Delta Development Companies. That is that what it's called, right? And so, uh, 80 billion Naira has been voted for that sector for 2020. Somebody say 80. 80. Billion. Yeah. 80 billion. Now, one of the people in the system said, you know what? Last year, I think about 100 billion was voted. Now, the presidency is like, okay, all this money is because the NDC is 19 years old. And so they've been voting 50 billion, 70 billion, 60 billion, 100 billion. By the time you accumulate all of that, about 2 trillion, thereabout, about 1.5 trillion or so, has been voted to the Niger Delta. Niger Delta Development Company. This is apart from the other things that the oil companies do for the communities that are supposed to do for the communities. The question is, with 1.5 trillion naira, why is the Niger Delta still the way it is? And the answer has to be to take care of a place you need more than money. So throwing more money to somebody who is incompetent or corrupt or irresponsible is a waste of resources. Similarly, God will not release resources beyond your responsibility in the spirit. Oh, someone didn't get that. So you look at it through the Bible where he said that there was a tree and the man, the farmer, dug around the tree and the farmer was watching the tree. The first year, there was no fruit. The second year, there was no fruit. The third year, no fruit. was going to cut it down and say, you know, give it one more year. Why? Because God does not waste resources. And somebody goes, oh, you know what? I'm just concerned about heaven. Now, if God is concerned enough about people's health, and the conditions of their bodies, so that he invented something called gift of healing. Are you here, somebody? Now, the gift of healing, does it affect the health or not? Uh, Is Somebody here. So, if God is that concerned about human beings and their health, and there is such a thing as the gift of healing, don't you think it's concerned about the health sector? Are you following this? Because this is not some kind of ambition. drive that we just want to be great if God is concerned about knowledge and there's something called word of knowledge don't you think he's concerned about knowledge institutions educational systems information systems if God is concerned about making clothes for the Levites Aaron and his sons garments for glory and beauty don't you think he has some ideas for the fashion industry somebody talk to me on that if God is concerned about the gift of prophecy and the future don't you think that God has some ideas about artificial intelligence look at somebody say God has things on his mind And so when God places you in a sector, in an environment, in an industry, in a space, there are things that God wants done in that place. As a matter of fact, God didn't create Adam and go, Oh, so so what, what will Adam be doing? Let's keep him busy. He's going to be bored. The word says that there was a garden first. And then God molded man and placed him in the garden. What it means was that man was formed outside of the garden and put in the garden some of us are praying for the garden before we are formed whenever it feels like you're not yet in the garden that god has placed you it does not mean you're in the wrong place it means you're in the place before the place and the place before the place prepares you for the place so the first thing that god does is that he's got to walk on adam himself and breathe into him so that he has understanding. Then God places him in the garden. Look at someone says, there's, there's a garden for you. The things that you're worried about God, I think the car is in the garden another house is in the garden, and clothes is in the garden, I need a wife is in the garden somebody here, all you need for that marriage is just be in the place that God has sent you to be in, stay in that garden and there's going to be a click and a connection, a bond, some people are looking like it's not them I'm talking to, it's all right, let me look for somebody who's receiving that one in the garden, there is going to be a connection. There is going to be a bond. There is going to be a union. What, what, what are the things that must be in place? Number one, the first part of the anatomy of a territory taker is that they must, you must be a son. There must be sonship. Why must there be sonship? Because God said to Joshua, Joshua, by the way, is a type of Jesus Christ. Oh my goodness. Joshua is a type of Jesus Christ. So, before Joshua was Moses who brought the law, before Jesus was Moses the law giver. For John 1 tells us that through Moses comes the law, but through Jesus comes grace. Come on somebody. That when Joshua comes into the space, he comes first as a servant of Moses. When Jesus comes into the earth, even though he counted no robber to be equal with God, he entered himself and came in the form of a slave or a servant so the same with Joshua started as a servant Jesus started as a servant Joshua is called a commander of the host of Israel Jesus is called the commander of the Lord's army and the captain of our salvation it was Joshua that led them from victory to victory Jesus in a similar fashion leads us from victory to victory before Joshua there was the person who came before him Moses before Jesus John the Baptist was a foreigner that came before him. Joshua starts his ministry in the wilderness. Jesus starts his ministry in the wilderness. When it goes to John there was a voice crying in the wilderness prepare ye the way of the Lord. Come on somebody. Joshua abode with Moses 40 days and 40 nights. When Moses was in the mountain he was waiting on him. Likewise Jesus waited on the Lord before his ministry 40 days and 40 nights. When Joshua defeated the first set of armies or enemies, the Bible says that his fame went abroad and people accorded to him the same respect that they accorded to Moses when Jesus came out in the power of the Holy Ghost, the Bible says his fame went abroad so Joshua is the Old Testament Jesus and Jesus is the New Testament Joshua come on somebody, and so the same way Joshua divided the inheritance of Israel to them, Jesus has given us our inheritance, even though he already has the victory even though Joshua already came through the wreck see there was an inheritance to be allocated there is somebody you've just been in survival mode but not for longer anymore because God is about to open your eyes and bring you to a place where there is so much clarity about why he saved you somebody you've been wondering why did he save me why did he call me you will know it in this season because you are not a slave you are a son look at somebody say I am a son some of you didn't say the way you should say it. Look at somebody say, I am a son. I'm a son. It's an inheritance. Inheritance is not for friends, it's for sons. So territories are inheritance. That's why it said, ask of me the nations. It's a fear not little flock, for it is the father's good pleasure to give you a car. Is that what it says? No, to give you the kingdom. Come on, somebody. Yes, sir. So the first thing is sonship. When Joshua is introduced to us in Joshua chapter 1 verse 1, how does the Bible introduce him? Look at that, Joshua chapter 1 verse 1. What does the Bible call him? The son, Joshua, the son of Nun. The first thing is, are you Walking in your sonship, if you're born again, you are a son. But are you walking in your sonship, or are you operating like a slave? Do you have a beggarly disposition? Do you have a beggarly mindset? <clears throat> are you in survival mode, or are you a son? Romans chapter 8, 12 to 17. Romans 8, 12 to 17. Here's what it says, therefore. Brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, yep, that's it, according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, what will happen? You will leave. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are... Somebody say, I'm a son of God. Now, the converse of that is the spirit of bondage. It said, so For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out. Oh. That's affectionate, that's intimate. Now, because this territory is family land. Yes. How do I know it's family land? The earth is the and the silver and gold are mine. The cattle on the thousand hills belong to me. Why would God say to the father of faith people call the father of faith as far as your eyes can see right? What are you seeing the inheritance and the soul? What are you seeing? The promised place, the inheritance. That's what your eyes are gonna see, Abraham. What did Paul pray about? I pray that the eyes of your understanding will be that you may see the hope of your calling, the glory of the riches of his inheritance in the now. Where are they? In the saints. The blueprint for the territory God has called you to, I'll talk about this in second service, is already on the inside of you. That's why certain things resonate with you deeper than other things. Now, that land is family family land. It's family land. So there are sons that are given spaces in the land. Could it be possible that your space has been vacant for so long? Because the fact that something belongs to you does not mean you will possess it. Abdiah 117 says, Upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance. There shall be holiness and and what? The house of Jacob shall possess their Now, you know what we've done in the body? We've seen deliverance is our possession. The deliverance is not the possession. The deliverance is to release you for the possession. We've seen holiness as the possession. Holiness is not the possession. Holiness is the provision of faith by walking in the gift of righteousness. Come on somebody. So you're made holy for something. Somebody say I'm a son. so it says that we have the spirit whereby we cry Abba Abba Father that's intimate that's personal that's heart to heart now it doesn't stop there the spirit himself be as witness with our spirit that we are children of God and if children then we are who's an heir who's an heir no not, I'm not saying are you an heir I'm saying who's an heir someone who is next in line to possess something that was prepared for him by a forebear. he doesn't just say we're heirs of God what did he say we are joined ears with christ does it sound like joshua because josh god said to joshua you must cross over this jordan with the people so when christ died did we die with him or not when christ was risen did we rise with him or not now that christ has seated in heavenly places are we seated with him or not When Joshua crossed the Red Sea, did the people cross with him? Yeah. The Jordan, rather than the Red Sea. The people crossed with him. Yeah. When he put his foot on the land, were they there with him? Yeah. So if we're joint heirs with Christ, that means that there are certain things that we can only, or rather Christ will only take responsibility for through us, his body. What part of Joshua Was going to stand on the land. What part of Joshua? His head? What part? What part? Is the feet a part of the body or the head? So if Christ. Will take preeminence in the spaces of men, The body. Must take responsibility for the earth. Wherever the soul of your. Foot. Not feet. Foot. The body must take responsibility. Somebody say, I'm a, son. I'm a son. Let me show you another scripture, real quick. <laughs> Excuse me, please. Uh, Galatians 3. Galatians 3. 26. Why is it important for you to know you're a son? So that you don't have imposter syndrome when God begins to give you places. What's imposter syndrome? Imposter syndrome is you're doing something but you feel like you're a pretender. You don't feel you're good enough or qualified. You feel like, oh, there are people who are better than me. So God begins to speak to you about maybe showcasing your business on television or advertising on a digital billboard, and like, now who dash me? Yeah. That's imposter syndrome. It is not the spirit of sonship. Yeah. That's the spirit of a born servant. That's the spirit of Egypt, because Egypt conditions you to see it as good enough for others, but not for you. This is important. This is important. You know in Egypt they served other people. You know they they would polish their chariots in Egypt. Are you here with me? They would clean other people's houses in Egypt. They would take care of other people's things in Egypt. Now they were coming to the promised land. God is saying I'm going to give you houses that you didn't build. And you're like. Even the ones that people build and the ones that I help people to build, they didn't even give me one room in those houses let me break the spirit of Egypt over the minds. It's broken over your spirit but your mind is going to be the toughest place for you to accept it. In the name of Jesus Christ I take authority over every spirit of restriction and limitation the inhibitions in your mind in your thinking, in your ideology, in your concept. Those things that stand in the way of the promise. Those things that rob you of standing your ground and walking in your possession. we remove from your minds in the name of jesus we destroy from your thinking in the name of jesus we break by the power of the spirit somebody look for three people and tell them i'm no longer in egypt some of you didn't look for three people you only spoke to yourself I said, look for three people and tell them don't have the spirit of egypt hold you back to your seat You are not a slave. Get out of your seat. Go to three people and tell them, I am no longer in Egypt. I am not behaving like an Egyptian anymore. I refuse to be bound. I refuse to be shackled. I refuse to be a slave. I refuse to look at other people walk up there and wish I could do it too. Who says you cannot do it too? Who says you cannot have it too? Who says you cannot walk in it too? Who says you can't? If, oh my goodness, if an unbeliever can confidently claim things that don't belong to his father do you not know that when the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof it means that by inheritance it also belongs to you let me show you from the Bible when Jesus was about to go to the cross the triumphant entry what we call the triumphant entry you remember that that the Bible says it says to his servants his disciples go and find an ass that is tied and if anybody ask you, what have you got to do with it? Tell them the master has need of it. The real owner has need of it. In other words, Jesus was already moving in his kingship and he said, I made that and it's for my purpose. And do you know why you must never be shy to possess the donkey or the ass that is tied somewhere? Number one, they will never be useful until you untie them. In other words, they will remain bound to the wrong things. Lands will remain tied to idols on until you possess them. industries will remain shackled to possessions of darkness until you untie them. There are things waiting to be untied. There are people waiting to be untied. And until you rise in prophecy until you rise as one sent by God. Those things will be tied. Some single ladies will be tied down. Some married men will be tied down to the wrong people or the wrong places. Some environments will be tied down. But there is a generation of kings that has risen who know they are joint heirs with Christ and they are going to say lose that coat and let me have it. The master have need of the oil and gas. The master have need of the media industry. The master has need of entertainment. Has need of banking and finance. If politicians can loot money, why not get into that space? Not to loot it but to redirect it for missionary efforts and orphanages. We say over a trillion naira has gone into the Niger Delta. People are still having bloated stomachs. People are still dying of diseases. There's still oil spillage. People can still go to school and they are saying this, that, and the other. But there is going to be a generation that will put their foot in the space and say, God, Joshua, give me this mountain. Who are going to say, Jesus, give me this mountain. Jesus, give me this place. I'm not too old. I'm not too tired. I'm not too weak. I'm not too weary. I am possessing this place for the kingdom. If it's not you, I'm talking to keep on picking your teeth and yawning but if it's you I'm talking to somebody shout I will possess my mountain this thing is more serious than you think it is it's not about your popularity if you don't start that business you will not employ those 20 people if you don't employ those 20 people maybe one of them will be tempted to commit suicide because a start of joblessness and hopelessness and the answer is on the inside of you yeah. now. When you employ 20 people, you're not employing you're not just employing 20 people, you're feeding about 80 people yeah. because the average African is connected to four people, so that's about hundred people. He says you will allocate their inheritance to them. Joshua, stop bothering about your chariot, yeah. sort out the people you're called to. And you have gold and silver and all the things. Look at somebody say, I'm a son. Wow. Do you know why you should not be afraid to untie the ass? Number one, or to ride on the donkey until you're ready to ride is not going anywhere. Some sectors are going nowhere until a light that is lit by the Spirit of God. The Bible says John was a burning and a shining light. All of Israel, they were revolving in 400 years of darkness, 400 years without prophetic direction, 400 years until a voice rose in the mix. Voices are rising in the mix. Voices are rising. Where are the rising voices? another reason is this when a believer or when Jesus rides on the ass or the donkey he increases the value of the donkey yes. because normal donkeys don't have palm fronts and red carpets roll for them but when Jesus mounts the vehicle and he begins to ride on the donkey not only does this donkey have freedom and direction it has honor and dignity can you imagine what a billionaire can do for a community in the hands of a true disciple can you imagine can you imagine with the ideas that you have and the book you've written and the speeches and sermons and messages if somebody gives you an infrastructure sometimes it's not just money territory is not really money it's about space some of you, all you need is just space. You have ideas, but you can't grow the idea squatting with your friend because that one room apartment is condensing your thinking and you don't know, locking you in. Somebody say, I'm a son. What does Galatians 3 26 say? It says, For you, for how many people? You all, those who are in Christ, you are through for as many of you were baptized into Christ have put on. That means when you're riding the donkey, who's riding the donkey? When you become chairman of the local government, who has become chairman? Are you understanding this? If you do decide to remain an Okada rider, that means you are keeping Christ on the Okada. There's nothing wrong with being an Okada rider, but in my heart and from my knowledge of God, that must not be the maximum you should be. That should be the minimum. You should be thinking about Go Kada. Somebody started it. Say so whatever you're doing, start scaling it for other people, with other people in mind. You're designing, don't just think about being a designer. Think about a brand agency. Are you getting this? Fashion designer, think about fashion school, look book, vlogs, blogs. Are you getting what I'm saying? It says, if you're in Christ, so good to see you, fair and company. It says, so good to see. It, it says this: for as you were baptized in Christ, you've put on Christ. What does it say? There is neither nor <laughs> when you put on Christ, watch this. Your natural identity is consumed by your spiritual identity. What that means is being an African must no longer be your excuse. He said there is no Jew, there is no Greek. If this Christ is who he says he is, that is the king of the earth, the king of the universe, the God of the world. Not of this world, but of the ages. If that God says there is neither Jew nor Greek I wish I was American By the time God is through with you Americans will wish they're like you Some of you didn't say amen Because Egypt is still battling you Egypt, Egypt I prophesy over as many As have the faith and the willingness to embrace this By the time God is through with you Nations will come to learn from you Jesus was so convinced of his sonship, he could stand before anybody. Your days of timidity are over. You will not stammer anymore, any longer. Uh, 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 excuse, Excuse me, ma. Do you know who you are? He said as many as have been baptized into Christ, they have put on Christ. So when you walk into that space, sometimes you are the only person that does not know who you are. You get what I'm saying? The people compliment and say, Jaddy, I, I love your poise and your charisma. Uh, no, me, I'm just... Stop it, you're lying. Stop you, stop it. Hey! You get what I'm saying? Somebody say, I'm a son. I'm a son. <laughs> I need you to understand this. That it was possibly even tougher for the Israelites to believe they could own anything than it, is, than it is for you to believe now that God can give you influence in Banana Island before this year is over. These guys had been slaves, tombs, for 400 years. You don't understand what I'm saying. Slaves for 400 years. Now, many Nigerians, they don't realize they're enslaved, right? But how old is Nigeria? From the amalgamation. From the amalgamation. 101, right? 105, 1914. As a republic, how, how, how old is Nigeria? 59. Multiply that by almost eight times or seven times. That's how long they had been conditioned in slavery. Now, you know what a slave is? Did I I get my math wrong? About five, five times. Anyway, 400 years. Now, look at this now. Their fathers were slaves, their grandfathers were slaves. Their great-grandfathers were slaves. Slaves don't own anything. Slaves are so naked. Slaves were just enough <laughs> for them not to become a distraction in the space where they're in. They don't own anything. Now God is saying to them, I will give you nations. I will give you lands. That is what God is saying to some people this morning. And I know that when God begins to speak like this, let me tell you, all the demons in your ancestry will come out. Intellectual demons will come out. Demons of logic will come out. Demons of culture will come out. Demons of religion will come out. Let me, just, let me, let me deal with the demons of religion. One demon of religion is this. No, you don't need money. No, don't talk about money. That's a demon of religion. The issue is not don't talk about money. The issue is don't love money. Don't idolize money. Don't worship money. But I I did a survey on Wednesday prayers. I said, people should give me their their favorite Bible heroes. So they mentioned Noah. They mentioned David. They mentioned Esther, Abraham. Was Abraham a pastor? Ask me. Tell me. Was Abraham a pastor? He had thousands of flocks. Where do flocks live? That means for you to have thousands of flock, how much land do you think you need? Acres of land. Was Noah a pastor? What did he build? How big was the ark? To contain every known animal on earth. How long did the ark take him? 100 years. In your company, some of you have a contract. You're working for a company that has a four-year contract or three-year contract. Noah's business was a hundred year contract the ark took over a hundred years to build I know you just read one chapter of the bible study a hundred years so the resources required the capacity required was David a pastor how much money did he give to the temple one survey puts it at about 200 billion dollars one <laughs> look at somebody say may I, may I respectfully tell you that your mind is quite small Some of your minds are too small to respectfully tell somebody beside you. I'm telling you, listen, if you grew up in Nigeria without knowing it, your mind has been contained and compressed. Even the politicians that steal money, their minds are small. That's why they're stealing money. Because you only steal things, watch this, you only steal things you don't believe you have the capacity to produce. that's when you steal guys the guy that stole your phone remember that your nice phone that the guy stole why did he steal it? he didn't believe in his life that he could own such a thing are you following this now? somebody say I'm a son gotta run number 2 I need to move So let let me finish this it says there is no Jew nor there is neither that means whether your dad was a billionaire or your dad was a millionaire in debt, if you're in Christ, your new conditioning is Christ's conditioning. Let me give you an example, it doesn't matter how hot your street was or how rainy it was in your street when you walk into this place your body recalibrates to the temperature of this atmosphere when you walked into Christ you walked out of ancestral curses come on somebody when you walked into Christ you walked out of failure and out of tears and out of debt and out of weakness and so, so some of you you always heard your mother say I'm owing this person your dad said I'm in debt to this person your death days are over you are not inheriting anything that God and give it give to you in Christ. You are coming out of that space. You are a territory taker. Whatever runs through your family ends with you. It ends with you. It ends with you in the name of Jesus Christ. That cycle ends with you. Premature death ends with you. You are not going to die before your time. You are leaping and running and moving in the name of Jesus. Jesus, high five somebody and tell them this far and no farther. This far and no farther. Now what's the purpose for all the wealth? It is to build the people. That's what the wealth is for. Remember the Lord your God for it is he that gives you power to get wealth that you may that you may do what? They you may do what? Tell me. Help me, help me. You guys know it. That you may establish his covenant. What covenant? To Abraham in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. What is that blessing? That blessing is not material blessing. Watch this. That blessing is justification. But will that... Bl- Justification produces systems that bring material blessing or not. It will. So justification is to bring me back to the condition of the new man. That's why it's called new creation realities. Now, new creation realities does not end with new creation. New creation realities is the starting point for kingdom proliferation. What does that mean? If Adam did not fall, let's assume that there was no sin. What would Adam be doing? Will he be preaching the gospel? Will he be preaching salvation, I should say? Are you following this? Will he be preaching repent? So that means that the message of repentance is not the end point. What did Jesus say when he preached repent? What did he say? Repent for the kingdom of God is? Many of us, we have sequestered the kingdom of God's kingdom of heaven. In other words, repent because rapture will soon happen. No, that's not what I saying. It's saying repent now because the kingdom of God is at hand. What does at hand mean? It's an old English language. Old English, KJV. When they announce them, they will say, let's receive Pastor Dami with Lady Toju at hand. At hand means that the gentleman or the gentle men of those days, the way they held the people they came with, Was by holding them by the hand. So when he was saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus was saying I came with the kingdom at hand. But except a man be born of water and of spirit. He cannot see. Come on somebody. Rather except a man be born again he cannot see. Except a man be born of water and of spirit he cannot enter. In other words the kingdom I have come that is at hand. Is useless to you if you are not born again. So being born again is your passport into the kingdom. And when you're born again in the kingdom, you become a custodian of the kingdom so you can proliferate, spread the kingdom everywhere you go. What's redemption? Do you know what redemption means? To buy back. The question is, that means when you buy something back, it's for something. If you sold something to your friend and you bought it back, you didn't just buy it back just to own it. Except you bought it for bragging rights. Are you getting this? So getting saved is for the kingdom. Somebody say, I'm born again. I'm born again. Number two, the second part of the anatomy, of got rush, is you must be a servant. So there are people who are sons, but they are not servants. Uh, all right, you know what I... Let me let me, move, let me not get to service here. Let me go to number two. Because I need to build number three or number two. So number two is strength and soldiership. So number one, sonship. Number two, strength and soldiership. As part of your anatomy, as part of your makeup, strength and soldiership. Look at what it says. What did God say to him? By the way, let me just end, end this one so we can move to the next chapter. There is neither male nor female for all I one in Christ. Femininity is not a disadvantage. God made you female. <laughs> yeah. God didn't cheat you. Whatever God made you to be, he didn't cheat you. He is the custodian of all wisdom. So even though he knew that many women are going to be born into male-dominated and sometimes chauvinistic environments, he still decided to make you a woman. (laughs) Whatever God made you is the height of whatever you can be. That's simple, but it's one of the deepest things he said this morning. So find out what God has made you and line up with it. Since there is no higher wisdom than the wisdom of God. Whatever God has made you is the highest you can be in that space. As great as Joseph was, Joseph never becomes the Pharaoh. Because <laughs> he didn't need to be Pharaoh to fulfill his assignment. Number two, strength and soldiers. What did God say to Joshua? Be strong and and courageous but strong and of a good courage not porridge so there are people who are sons but they are not operating from the premise of strength be strong I'm anxious be strong I'm, I'm tired be strong God I'm frustrated be strong God I don't have money be strong there is somebody in here you are in a position of weakness or a state of weakness in your life but can I speak this word into your spirit be strong why would God set to Joshua be strong? There are different reasons, but one of them is this his mentor, his pastor, his leader, his prophet is dead. Now don't forget, the Bible never tells us that Joshua was already performing miracles when Moses was performing miracles. Come on. We don't see that. The Bible doesn't tell us that Moses cast his rod on the ground. That's a Joshua. Miracle 101, one. internship. I started. Go and cut one stick. Ah Joshua, Moses my own tongue to frog. So you're learning, you're learning from frog to become toad. Toad to become Lizard. Lizard, Salamander, from Salamander to become snake. Progressive So we have no record that Joshua was working miracles. <laughs> so he's with the people now who are used to miracles. It's like you taking on responsibility from somebody who operates with a certain level of charisma or certain level. And some of you are actually literally in that position right now in the workplace. The person who was doing the work you're doing before had all the bells and whistles and all the lights and all of the bling bling and all the words and articulation and elocution. God knew the season he called you to. So any gift he has not given to you possibly don't need it for the season you're in. Joshua was not like Moses. We don't see the Bible telling us as at this time, you know what? Just just speak and bread is going to fall. We don't see that. Of course, we see the miraculous in this ministry, but as at this time, we, we're not told that. We're not told that. Almost everything he has done, he has had to do manually. When it fought at the Amalekites at the bottom of the mountain, Moses was the person with a miraculous power holding up his hands, but he had to fight. And some of you are in a place where you're overwhelmed. You're looking at the people who have conquered certain spaces, and you're like, I, I'm not as funny as this person. I don't quote the Bible like this person. I don't dress as well as this person. I didn't school abroad like this person. I, I don't have this one, or I don't have that one. The Bible says be strong, be strong, be strong. Paul does not tell us in Ephesians 6 verse 10, be strong in your skills. He does not say be strong in your charisma. He does not say be strong in your history, be strong in your neighborhood, be strong in your address, be strong in your phone, be strong in your environment. What does it say? Be strong in the... Have you ever faced an issue before that you were already scared before you engaged it? Some of you are there right now. So you keep postponing it. Lord, use somebody else. God, you, you know, you know, God, you know every. Look at somebody say, be strong in the Lord. He didn't just say "was strong. And, and guess what? It doesn't say that once. It says it about four times. Almost as if he was trying to convince Joshua. The calling on your life will require courage, not just character. Right. Because some of you, one of the reasons you're small or you've been limited or held in a small space is because you've lacked the courage required. Right. So when they say, who can deliver this task? You say, Let me not raise up my hand. So you run away from it. They say, can you deliver 100 computers or devices? Say the fact that you've never done it before does not mean you don't have what it takes to deliver it. Stop shrinking. You grow into prophecy. You grow into prophecy. High five of to say grow into prophecy. What does courage mean? Courage means the quality of mind or spirit. Quality of mind or spirit that enables a person to face difficulty, danger or pain without fear. It does not mean you don't feel the fear because you're human. You will feel the fear from time to time. But it means you never allow the fear to feel you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You stomp it out. Yeah. You knock it off. If I get you know what I'm saying, you push it away. Yeah. Never allow fear deliver the keynote speech. Yeah. Yes, it may walk into the lecture hall, but you ask him, "Where is your ID? Where's your get a get ra some of you you've been listening to fear too long but it's time to shut the fear and bind that fear and throw it out of the hall of your heart and proclaim in the name of jesus i'm no longer a slave to fear i am strong i am vibrant i have what it takes i have capacity i can do exploits i will do exploits i will do amazing things in my life in the name of jesus this is not the season for me to shrink this is the season for me to rise i rise and i shine because my My light has come and the glory of God is risen upon me. You're going to require courage. Courage means that you're willing to take on a challenge that looks bigger than you. One of the ways to remain small in life is to only engage things that you consider to be smaller than you. The smaller your engagements, the slower your development because if you think it's bigger than you now watch, watch this and I told my wife this we we're discussing a couple of things and I used this example or this presentation I said what you cannot take you cannot take hmm. Hmm. so let me explain what it means if God blesses toy in a certain way and I can't take it like I'm too small to celebrate huh? or to appreciate I will never be able to take it in my own life what you cannot take you cannot take watch this and this will bless somebody no woman in this world waits for their womb to be big enough to carry a baby before they get pregnant you don't increase your womb before pregnancy pregnancy stretches your womb So you don't have to have maximum capacity before you engage prophecy. Engaging prophecy will maximize your capacity. Some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about, but see, David didn't know he could kill a giant until he killed one. Moses didn't know he could part the Red Sea until he parted one. Paul didn't know he could plant all those churches until he parted them. Somebody here, there's a government-level demand on your anointing, a national level exposure. And why receive that? In the name of Jesus. Something, sir, is gonna stretch you. It's gonna pull you, but you will handle it. You will deliver it, can you will birth it you will produce it in the name of jesus somebody do you receive that high five three people and tell them stretch The baby will grow in a year. The mandate will grow in a year. The prophecy will grow in a year. The opportunities will grow with you. Don't wait till your belly is big. In fact, nobody will even know there is a change. But you know you're carrying something and you're being expanded. So God was saying to Joshua, be strong and of a good courage you must become audacious you must learn how to feel fear in your belly but stir up courage in your spirit because taking territories will come with opportunities and it takes courage to say yes to an opportunity you've never engaged before it takes courage Jason, to put yourself out there and release that single you've been working on. You know, a lot of people just think it's just easy. You know, to release a single is not very easy. Because you don't know. You don't know. But people mock you, laugh at your voice. Or maybe you have a great voice. Your song is whack. You don't know that. You you put it out there. You're starting a cleaning business. You don't know what's going to happen. You you set up the online uh, commerce shop. You don't know. But you engage the prophecy. Somebody say, I'm courageous. Some of you, this is the time to start sending out those proposals for 2020. Start pushing them out there. Start pushing them out there. Don't wait till 2020. By the way, we're fasting from the 1st of November till the 10th of November. Somebody's like, I've never fasted before. Be strong and of a good courage my ipad i need to wrap it up on this one but strong look at what it says have i not commanded you but strong do not nor be your god for the lord joshua here you are mesmerized by the miraculous outpourings of grace upon the life of Moses you're so enraptured, enthralled and enamored by his ability to conceive the mind of God, Moses comes down the mountain, his face is glistening, is shining he looks like the sun he is radiant, this is his predecessor come on people, he, so Joshua is wondering, I don't have a shiny face, I don't have a miraculous rod, I don't have a multiple purpose rod I've never parted any Red Sea my CV lacks all the accolades and the pedigree and the degree and the pedicure and the manicure that Moses has what what do I just have well Moses servant. well let me tell you what God has taken you through is good enough because I told you before when the place you are doesn't feel like the place of promise then the place you are is preparing you for the place you're going to so Moses listen to this Joshua all along Whilst you were with Moses and you didn't know that anything was happening, you were with Moses. Watch this. I, I, Lord, help me. Help me teach this. Whilst you were with Moses and you saw Moses part the Red Sea and you saw Moses go up the mountain, angels literally wrote the Ten Commandments. This was interaction between the supernatural realm and the material realm. This is some deep stuff. Whilst you were with Moses, you were fascinated by his gift, but it was not his gift that did all of that. It was my presence it was my presence it wasn't Moses gift it was God's presence Moses knew that do you remember when God when he said to God God if you don't go with us we don't want to leave this place in other words God I realize it's not my charisma that is leading this people it's your presence so God was saying to Joshua the reason you shouldn't be afraid it's not because I'm increasing your gifts but the very thing that made Moses Moses which is my presence is still with you in other words if you remove Moses from the equation for those 40 years my presence will still have gone. everything I did using anybody I chose and now it's you I'm choosing come on. So the same presence that ripped up the Red Sea is still here and even though you're not going to cross the Red Sea again, the Jordan is going to part because the presence that taught the Red Sea will tear the Jordan. I don't know who I'm speaking to but your gifts might not increase, your experience might not expand, your knowledge might not even multiply but there's going to be an explosion of the manifestation of the presence of God in your life, things will start jumping on you, moving on you, somebody shout, yes I believe that, some of you still don't get it, when God's presence moves in the place when his manifest presence is deployed, the Bible says why did you skip like rams or mountains at the presence of the Lord, he said, heels began to jump like lambs. In other words, obstacles, difficult things, long standing impediments, problems, barriers, hurdles will begin to move away from your, your pathway. Somebody shout, God is with me. Wherever you go, morning and the night, morning and the night, wherever you go, everywhere I go wherever you go by the way ay whilst joshua was with moses Joshua could have been thinking oh god moses teach me the skills now all these things show me but do you know what moses what joshua did not miss out on the bible says that joshua was moses servant he poured water on his hands cleaned the sandals, that's what the seven means, minister there he took care of him, gave him food when he was hungry laid his bed, I don't know what kind of bed they had back in the day maybe vulture feathers or something <coughs> thank you he took care of that, but because Moses was a man of the presence and Joshua was a man of Moses Joshua became a man of the presence that Moses was a man of. Some of y'all didn't get that. Some of y'all didn't get that. t Banj and L-T, please help me. So whilst she was a man of the presence. And I'm a man of her. I become a man of the presence that she's a man of. Moses knew the presence of God. Joshua knew the presence of Moses, but Moses' presence was so saturated with the presence of God, so Joshua knew God, so in the absence of Moses, there was still the presence of God, Lord, whether you see me or not, I've I've taught you how to worship, I've taught you how to cry, I've taught you how to be there, don't worry, you'll still see me, but I'm saying in the private space, when you're on the bus, you can break out in a melody like a out when I'm preaching, you can sing a song and the atmosphere changes, you can announce something, because if you don't learn the ways of God's presence in my absence, you wasted my presence. my presence is to help you know his presence i'm not that useful to you beyond the earth you get what i'm saying shall you get what i'm saying and how do i know that joshua learned the presence i know that joshua learned the presence because the bible says one time moses left the tabernacle and joshua remained there i know that you are growing when you can do what I'm doing either better or longer, quicker, or faster than I'm doing it, or than I used to ask you to do it. If I have to wait for you, instruct you, cajole, instruct you, you're not growing. But when you're really growing, you will do that thing and even do it. Oh, come on. I still have three more points, but let's close. The last now I just mentioned. Why do we have the soldiership and the strength? It's for service. First verse says, Joshua the son of Nun, the assistant or the minister or the servant of Moses. Can I announce to somebody? Sonship is your identity by divine allocation. So, sonship is a gift Gift of righteousness. Service is your gift from righteousness. So in the heavens, when God ranks people and rewards commands them, He does not commend them based on sanction. He commends them based on service. So when we give account before the master. He's not going to say good and faithful son. He's going to say good and faithful servant. So, the first introduction that God gives us about Jesus, public introduction, that God gives about Jesus within the hearing of people was this. This is my beloved son the last introduction that Jesus gives us of himself is not sonship it's service he takes a towel and he begins to wash the feet can you wash the feet of those who should worship you some of us are struggling to even serve those who are above us we've not even started because if you struggle to serve those who are above you that means you will not even serve those who are beneath you and the whole calling of your life the majority of it is to serve people who are beneath you service calls him Joshua the son of Nun, the servant of Moses One of the greatest hindrances to growth is to become familiar with those you should learn from. And to take for granted those you should serve. If you're a parent, those you should serve, include your children, by the way. Service. Why? Because the capacity for rulership is developed through responsibility. The other things, but the two other things strategy and support system. I'll touch on it in the second service. Strategy and support systems. So, number one, sonship. Number two, strength and soldiers must be willing to fight. Just because God has given it to you does not mean you stroll into it. Say, but God, you promise, doesn't mean you stroll into it. <laughs> Did you just stroll into redemption? Somebody just pray, thank you very much. Lord, work on me, work in me. Work on me, work in me. see it Some of you, it's that sonship matter you struggle with it. It's possible you grew up without your father, or without your mother, or maybe you grew up with them but you were never connected, never intimate. Or maybe it's not that aspect of sonship. Maybe there's just something in you that repels excess attention, affection. You, you, you're not used to having people in your space so you run away from anything familial anything that is getting so close you don't you don't like it that's a deficiency somewhere god can fix it now maybe you've been hurt so many times lord fix me in this area maybe you've made certain mistakes and you feel maybe i'm just not good at this connection thing if you found yourself being timid on the brink of a life-changing opportunity and then your heart begins to beat, say, Lord, I'm a soldier. I receive strength. Come on, someone, let's pray. Everywhere we go. Finally, can you pray, Lord, I will serve you, serve you all my days, Lord, I will serve you. By the way, serving God, apart from your private devotion and worship, most of it is really serving people who are below you. other words, you must increase your capacity for being disturbed. Father, we'll serve you and we'll serve those you've sent us to as we take responsibility for spaces, for spheres, for domains, for regions and realms, God. We'll not drop the ball where we all serve as sons who are also soldiers and we'll do it with divine strategy and we will do it with our support systems in jesus name we're prayed let your amen be louder than your prayer hallelujah god is re-engineering your mind your heart your emotions does somebody receive that word this morning Hallelujah. The generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing. Someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.